Hi, welcome to the McIver Newsmakers podcast. We're joined today with Wisconsin State Senate President Roger Roth, and we're going to talk about the uh, the surprise uh, announcement of a special session and about the Chinese consulate trying to pressure him into introducing a resolution praising the communist Chinese government. So, Senator, thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, glad to be here. Glad to be here. Busy day. Yeah, crazy stuff. So, um, we're all set to have the election on April 7th. We know that uh, two weeks ago, Governor Evers was committed to making this happen. And then Friday, out of nowhere, he, he says, you know what, I'm calling a special session and I'm, I want to move the election date to May and have ballots count until June. So could you just walk us through what happened today and uh, how, what your reaction was to all this breaking news uh, this afternoon? Sure. So I don't think it's a question really of what happened today. It's what happened yesterday. And yesterday, Politico, which I think many of your listeners will recognize, a left-leaning organization, uh, put out an article that was scathing of the governor, Democrats scathing of how he's handling this election. And I think that is what caused him to undo everything he had been saying for the last three weeks, which was his commitment to having this election. Is As late as this week, he was committed to having the election on April 7th. Now that he's getting heat from organizations like Politico, now he feels, I think, that he has to go out there and show that he's up for the good fight and putting in a ridiculous request. I mean, think about this. He wants the legislature to convene tomorrow in less than 24 hours. He wants them to convene and postpone an election that is happening this coming Tuesday, an election in which a half a million Wisconsinites have already voted for. So it's totally ridiculous. It's all political posturing. And unfortunately, it's an example of the lack of leadership that we are having uh, coming out of him uh, right now when we need leadership at the most. When you look at the election, I want to certainly thank our poll workers and thank our election clerks for what they've been doing, many of them who have been doing exemplary work here, getting us ready for this. Uh, but the truth is there are a lot of folks around Wisconsin who are in the front lines of this war that we have right now against the coronavirus. It's our health care folks. It's our law enforcement. It's those in fire departments. It goes down to the cashiers at the grocery stores and the people working the pharmacies. We have people stepping up in those essential positions, and that includes clerks and poll workers. And we're not asking anything more of them than we're asking of these other individuals who are making sure that our society can function. I just think it is important that an election has significance and importance. They say you can delay it. But delay it till when? Some people are saying that a month from now we will be surging. Some people say two months from now we'll be surging. At some point we have to have the election. And what people aren't accounting for and the governor isn't accounting for is that our state constitution sets the terms for our county officials. So if we don't have this election on April 7th, you will have counties like Milwaukee County electing a new county executive. They will have no one in that position if we delay this election and no one running the county in Milwaukee County at a time when we're in near outbreak uh, conditions here with the coronavirus in Milwaukee County. So it makes no sense to do it. I know why he's doing it in the political posturing, uh, but we are going to move forward. We're going to commit to having this election on April 7th, and I think it's important for democracy and important for our system of government that we do so. And um, right before you called, I was re-listening to the press conference he had on March 20th, and it's uh, from what you just told me now, 
sounds like you and him would have been on the exact same page two weeks ago. And he was talking about how <laughs> the functioning, you know, this is vital to the functioning of our democracy. These are critical positions. This would lead to chaos and uncertainty at the local level right when we need them the most. So that was just two weeks ago. Yeah, you're exactly right. And what changed? Politico. Finally, some Democrats were having unease, and they put a, a scathing article on the front page of their internet news site. And then, lo and behold, they decide to do a last-ditch effort. I mean, they know they know it can't work. They, he was asked in his press conference today, "Well, what about the legislature? Are, are, can they even meet in a in a setting uh, with social distancing to do this?" And he's like, "Well, that'll be up to them." Well, I'll have you know that the Senate has been preparing. Uh, for the last three weeks to make it a reality when we come in here in the near term to be able to meet in that. The point is he's given no consideration to that. He's given no consideration to the vacancies that you'll have left at the county levels if we don't have this election. And, you know, I'll tell you, this isn't the first time that in our nation we've had an election in a trying time. If you look back way before my time and your time, in the height of the Civil War, we held a presidential election. And could you imagine what they'd be saying right now if we were in a situation like that? They'd be saying, well, delay the election. There's expediency there. You know, countries do those things. There are countries who call national emergencies and delay elections, but those are those banana republics, those two-bit dictatorships. Those are the kind of countries that do that. We need to show the example, not only to Wisconsin and the world, that no matter what, our democracy is so sacred, our freedom is so sacred, that we won't let anything come be between our citizens and their ability to participate in their government. So will you guys be in the Capitol tomorrow? Uh, well, because it's a, uh, we will have to, um, there's different ways that we can, uh, we won't have to, we will not convene the legislature for the special session, uh, but we will have to do a skeletal session. Uh, so I would imagine Senator Fitzgerald will be there to, to accomplish that tomorrow, but, uh, no, we will not be, uh, uh convening, uh, on this because, you know, we're committed and we stand with the governor, all of his statements that he's made over the last three weeks before he had his change of heart here uh, in, in recognizing that it's important that this election goes on as it was intended. All right. Sounds good. So let's switch gears. Um, story broke yesterday that the communist Chinese consulate in Chicago started reaching out to you uh, in February, trying to get you to pass a resolution praising the communist government in China for their handling of the coronavirus. And this wasn't just a, you know, kind of a fishing expedition. I mean, they were staying on you. They sent you a, they sent you a reminder. Hey, uh, you haven't done this yet. What are you going to do this? <laughs> so uh, could you tell us your reaction when they first reached out to you and, um, you know, what, what course of action you decided to take instead? Yeah, well, they reached out to me on February 26th, and they asked me to introduce a resolution uh, praising the handling by the Chinese government of the coronavirus. And when I initially got it, I looked at it, my staff showed it to me, and it came from a Hotmail.com email address. Well, I don't know anybody uses Hotmail anymore, and I thought, okay, this obviously is a joke. So we immediately disregarded it. And then on March 10th, again, we get another email, same person saying, hey, have you gotten this? We'd like you to do this resolution. And I said, I, I told my staff to confirm for me, see if you can confirm this email address. So they worked uh, and they were able to confirm it from independent sources that this is, in fact, 
an email address from the Chinese consul. And for, for some reason, they like to use non-official email accounts. Uh, maybe it's because they don't like their government spying on them. I don't know. Uh, but that this this email, this hotmail was in fact legit. So I said, well, if that's true, may, send this response to me. So we, I typed up an email response saying, dear uh, consul, um, and I gave him a one word response. I said, nuts. And I signed my name and that was it. And then that was last Friday. And then this week we introduced our own resolution because I will not allow the Chinese government to influence our actions here. And that's why we put out a resolution condemning the Communist Party of China and praising the Chinese people. And these are really the losers in this whole thing are the Chinese people because they've been lied to by their government. Uh, uh, and they're actually this is this is a great and magnificent people a great civilization that's been held hostage by a brutal 70 years. So my heart is really with the Chinese people, and that's what this resolution does. It goes and condemns the Communist Party of China, not only for their handling of the Wuhan crisis but uh, virus, but for everything they've done to enslave uh, their people. Uh, they have a million and a half, as you may know, Uyghur Muslims who are in concentration camps right now. Their one-child policy that has aborted 300 million uh, people, most or many of whom are female. Um, the things that they have done are beyond uh, 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 compare uh, to these brutal regimes, and I want to call them out on it. That is the resolution. We're introducing a resolution. It's not the one they want, but it it strips naked the truth surrounding the Communist Party of China for the world to see. All right, so first of all, I'm sure all my fellow Screaming Eagle vets are very proud of your response to uh, the, the, <laughs> the Communist government there. Um, but secondly, um, so this thing has had a, a day to kind of matriculate. So what has been the response from your fellow uh, senators in the Capitol? I've had a lot of a lot of them reach out to me and thank me for doing it, and they're very supportive of it, which is good. And we've had, of course, media outlets who have reached out to uh, to cover it, and they were, there was some surprise there, I think, at at uh, the brazen nature of the of the request by the Communist Party of China uh, to try and influence policy. What they're really seeking here, and this is what people have to recognize. What they're trying to do is to gain some form of legitimacy, the Communist Party of China. And that's what all these brutal dictatorships do. They try to find legitimacy in other places. They would love nothing more than for the free people of Wisconsin to pass a resolution like what they wanted so that they could go back to their people and say, see, look, even in the United States of America, they're praising what we're doing. And that's why we can't do it. We can't allow them to subvert our democratic process. I will tell you this, if you'll just give me the moment, I will tell you that I actually think that there's a silver lining here. Because when you look at what has happened here, it immediately made me think back to uh, Chernobyl in Russia. And I was just a little child when that was happening, but I do remember that. And I think it exposed to the world, you know, you had Reagan fighting the communists in Russia at the time and it exposed to the world that, yeah, we expect the Russians to be brutal to other countries and other peoples, but it exposed to everyone that, oh my God, they are willing to poison their own people. And when they lied about that and covered it up and their own people recognized that they lied to them and covered it up, it helped bring about an end to that evil empire. And that's why I'm hopeful that when people recognize that what the Chinese government did in lying to their own people 
and they knew from the beginning that there was human to human transmission, yet they covered it up and denied it. And if they're allowed, would be willing to let their own people do it. My hope is that these folks will finally wake up and know that the world is standing with the free people of China and we need to do what we can to undermine in any way, shape, or form this Communist Party of China. That's wonderful to hear. So uh, the next big question then is, when is the Senate going to be able to take this up? Well, the Senate, uh, we are going to be hopefully in the near term coming in to deal with uh, the coronavirus. Just we have to do some legislation uh, uh, just implementing some of the things they did at the federal level. So we'll be in once for that, and then we'll also be in again yet to finish up our legislative session. So my hope is by the time we, before we adjourn uh, by the end of the the year, so before we adjourn the final time uh, to you know go and stand for elections and so forth, I would like to see this resolution taken uh, for no other reason than to let the the good, freedom-loving people of China know that out there in the world, there are people who are willing to stand up for them against their oppressive government. And one other thing on on that. So this this woman that uh, reached out to you from the council, she. Uh is apparently in charge of China-Wisconsin relations. Has anyone ever, has she ever reached out to anyone before? <laughs> or is this kind of like just out of the, like, did, it, did anyone say, oh, yeah, they, they, they tried to get us to do this years ago? I, I'm not aware, you know, they've, I'm not aware of them ever reaching out to me before. Um, I think, you know, I'm just assuming that because as Senate president, they probably figured that, that uh, if you go online, my my name and picture come up first when it comes to the Senate. So I don't know if that's why they reached out to me, but uh, they certainly picked the wrong person because uh, when I saw this, you know, I just realized instantly how ridiculous this was and how this was really a desperate cry from their brutal regime to try and gain legitimacy in the eyes of the free world. And we will not let that happen here in Wisconsin. So, um uh, some of these, uh, corona, so you, you mentioned the coronavirus bills that you guys are going to have to be uh, bringing up. Do you have any idea on the timeline and like what, what sorts of things that you guys might be uh, discussing during that? No, I think those are things that are, are uh, kind of being worked out now. All I can say on the timing is that I think that'll it'll be sooner, uh, certainly, than later. Um, I've been working. The majority leader, Scott Fitzgerald, directed me. It was actually three weekends ago. He said, do whatever you need to do to prepare uh, so that we can convene the Senate virtually if needed. And that's what uh, I've been focusing on. We've had a couple of uh, exercises, one last week and then one just yesterday, which went quite well. So we're in a position now where when we get the the uh, bill to a point uh, in working with the Assembly that we can formally introduce something, that we would be able to move quickly uh, in the state Senate. Um, but I do expect that to be sooner than later, but I don't have a, a, a official time yet on that. Well, that, that's understandable. I mean, everything seems to be changing rapidly every day, every hour of every day, sometimes uh, with Wisconsin politics right now. <laughs> yes, it does. I mean, these are, these are uh, unparalleled times and these are uncertain times, but all the more reason in times like these, we need to fall back onto the institutions that have kept our country uh, and held it steady through many storms that we faced over the last two and a half centuries and the coronavirus is no different. And that's why it's all the more reason to make sure that this election goes on as planned. If for no other reason to let the country know that our, our people, our state, our nation, they will endure this. 
Uh, and that's exactly what we intend to do here in the state legislature is to project that image to folks and let them know we're here for you. Uh, we're going to pass important legislation uh, to help. Uh, but our institution of government, just like the people of our state, will endure. Well, Senator, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today on this hectic day. Um, <laughs> so we hope to be we hope to talk to you again soon. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And so for the uh, McIver Newsmakers podcast, I'm Bill Osmolsky, and our guest today was Senate President Roger Roth. So thank you for joining us, and we will be uh, bringing you another podcast again very soon, I'm sure.